glory. Love you guys. I've loved you with an everlasting love, and by my love I have drawn you. What have I drawn you to, says the Lord. Jeremiah, I have loved you and I have drawn you to the throne of His glory. And it's not a scary place. It's a place of gifts. It's a place of prosperity. It's a place of healing and freedom and abundant life. And it is, first and foremost, a religion-free zone. When you're, you're with the Father, religion can't come near you. Now, you walk with the Father because it's the Father in you doing the works, and we've sacrificed the mark of the beast of our heads and our hands doing the works, amen? Because that's carnal Christianity. We don't want to serve Leviathan and Jezebel, so we sacrifice our heads and our hands to the Father in us, so we want His head. His head is the mind of Christ, so we want His hand. His hand is the river of life, amen? It's true. Book of Revelation says, And they will take a mark of a beast on their head and on their hand. Okay, now this ain't some microchip and guillotine fear-mongering crap, you know, of your, your Anton LaVey End Times Left Behind series books. This ain't that satanic Bible stuff that they preach, you know, in the evangelical church about, you know, getting left behind and your rapture stuff. Listen, you need to be raptured constantly. Our model of our ministry is live a lifestyle of rapture. And rapture is the highest state of prayer where you're not living at all out of your animal soul, out of the mark of the beast of your carnal mind, or out of the flesh and the hand of flesh of the works of the flesh, but out of God the Father and the mind of Christ and the river of life. Amen. That's what the removal of the beast is. You think Jesus knew that Christians would get religious after he gave them the Holy Spirit? Uh, duh. <laughs> I mean, you read about his parables, half his parables, he's talking so far into the future, he could see everything clear as day. I mean, it is man's nature to apply spiritual revelations to your natural mind and your natural hand. That's what man has always done. That's man's nature. That's the nature of sin. That's the sinful nature. That's the carnal nature. That's the human nature. That take the divine, like Peter, James, and John, and let's build shelters for the glory of the Father. And the, the Father, you know, don't even, you know, listen to him. Don't listen to these guys. These are a bunch of jokers over here. Listen to Christ. Listen to this man, Jesus of Nazareth. That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, if you listen to these guys, you'll end up in a pit right now. In the future, they might be okay to listen to, but right now, you don't want to listen to them. Hallelujah. That's true. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Christ. And you know, the apostles listened to Christ and got everything out of them burnt up. So they weren't interested in building shelters. And those shelters are the tabernacle of Molech. That's what they wanted to build. That's the sinful response to the glory of God is what I need to do for God instead of what God did for me. The gospel is the astonishment of the works of Christ working through your inner man, and you don't need to do with your hand. You don't need to think with your head. No! Who's saved by thinking? No one. You never got saved by thinking. You didn't get saved by figuring it out. You got saved by faith, by grace. You had a drink of the glory. That's how you're saved. No one gets saved by thinking or by doing. There's zero salvation in thinking or doing. That's the beast nature. That's the mark of the beast that's being dealt with right now in this great awakening. We're incinerating the mark of the beast. That's why people are freaking out. Because the Father is done. 
I mean, when the sons of God come forth now, this is Father God's timeline. He's not taking votes, you know? He's not, like, having a presidential rally in Orlando, Florida, you know? I'm running for president in 2020. He's like, oh, no, I'm God, you know? And I created the heavens and the earth with a whisper, you know? You know, we don't need to vote about this stuff. There's no questioning it. It's reality. God is God, and He cannot be changed by man or by angel or by anything. And it doesn't matter who's in rebellion towards Him. You'd be surprised. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could look like Jeremiah. Jeremiah had the whole nation in rebellion against Him. A couple people helped Him out, gave Him, threw food down into the pit when He's in the well and stuff. But He really had the whole nation against Him. There were prophets like that. Isaiah had the whole nation against him. Some prophets were popular, you know, in their day. They were just, like, honored and loved. I mean, that would have been the nice time to be a prophet, you know. They'd always give you the nicest food and be like, oh, like Samuel, you know. <laughs> Samuel the judge. That was the time to be a prophet. Woo! You know, he's like king of kings and lord of lords of the universe, you know. I want to be a Samuel. But, that, you know, nowadays it's just kind of crazy because we've had so much of the false prophet of the external realm that if anyone's a real prophet speaking out of the mind of Christ and yielding their beast nature of their hands and their heads to the Father in them and the Father's hand and the Father's headship in them, they're condemned as a false prophet like <laughs> murdered instantly. I mean, instantly. There is almost zero tolerance for God the Father. People will like to have some watered down stuff of God the Father and that's cool. But if you give them the concentrate, the cherubim, and you give them some of the seraphim, you give them actually some of the rainbow thunder lightnings and the flashing of the Shekinah of the white throne judgment seat of Christ, most of these people will just straight up die. <laughs> straight up die. Because they're so used to the watered down religion, the watered down glory stream, the watered down charismania, the watered down stuff that still fits under the covering of Babylon the Great. That's why they're still political and natural and worldly and worried about all kinds of natural stuff. You know, like, they'll have panic attacks and they're like, You need to pray, pray, pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. We're going to die. We're going to get nuked. It's like, these people don't know Father God at all. I mean, they're like pagans. You know, Castor cares. He cares for you. You know, it's a real elementary thing, but hardly anyone walks in it. Have you ever casted your cares one day in your life and let Him care for you for one day? Most Christians, after they're born again, really haven't walked in that yet even one day. Do you let the Father take care of you and be your gardener of your inner man? The problem is, is we've cut ourselves off from the Father, and we tried to do it out of our own souls. I mean, doing it out of your own soul is witchcraft. We've been practicing sorcery, guys. That's why Jezebel is the principality of the false prophet of the external false Jesuses and the 200 million false holy spirits. It is. And that's what we're warring against here, guys. And we're winning because Christ's already won. All we got to do is pull our heads deeper into God the Father and share in His victory. I'm not trying to fight anything in my flesh or in my brain. I know I can't do anything. I mean, I, people give me advice every day, and it's like Job's friends. And, it, you know, it's like, well, you, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know, you fight principalities, those principalities are going to kill you. It's like, I don't fight principalities. Principalities don't kill me. Christ fights principalities. Christ destroys the principalities, and Christ in me, the mind of Christ, and the river of Christ, and the hand of Christ, and the angels of Christ. I'm a son of God. I just let Christ do the works through me. I'm not doing anything out of my soul. Apart from Him, I can do nothing, my Bible says. I'm attached to the vine. My full-time job is to bear fruit and fruit that lasts. 
as long as there's a vineyard production being enriched like, you know, uranium in there, like a nuclear factory, a nuclear warhead factory inside our inner man, and we're just enriching the radiations of the Holy Ghost and the, the new wine and the third heaven of God the Father intimate in our inner man. We're going from glory to glory, no matter what kind of freak shows going on in the external realm. These people are nuts. These people's heads are so far disconnected from God, they got every other God inside their inner man, and when a son of God comes around, it shows, doesn't it? It shows. Like, what the heck? These people look like a psychiatric hospital. What's the name of your church? The Psychiatric Hospital. <laughs> First church of the Psychiatric Hospital. Wow, so you're God outside-minded? Yes. Yes, we are. We believe God's out there flying in outer space. And we're like, come Holy Spirit, I need a touch from heaven from above. And they're like, oh, no wonder why you're a psychiatric hospital. You don't even know where the glory comes from yet. You know, you, you got the mixture of the outside versus the inside. You know, my Bible says that Christ only comes from the inside. Now, the reason why some people have had some experiences on the outside is because we've had a church age where people that have manifested out of their inner man, they haven't had revelation. you got to understand, people didn't have the revelation of the river of life and the throne of grace and how the New Testament temple of the Holy Ghost worked. So we've been kind of flying blind. And some stuff happens once in a while, you know, and you say enough stuff in the scriptures and maybe there's a combination. You can turn enough locks, quote enough scripture, do enough fasting, pray enough and, you know, pray in tongues and, you know, worship and get our worship really nice and, and stuff like that. And maybe something will unlock to us and the glory will fall. We'll get covered in gold dust and everyone will get healed. And, you know, and that's happened many times. That's happened many times when we've done that. And God's like, just like, man... Just give them everything. They're trying so hard. But I'm telling you, it's better that we understand the ways and the thoughts of God than just fly blind. We're going to have the knowledge of the glory cover the earth as the waters go to the sea, where it's not flying blind, and I wonder if I'm going to get a blessing. I wonder if God's going to meet my needs, if I can pay my gas bill and my electric bill and my phone bill. I wonder if, if God's even real because I got all this stuff and He doesn't love me because He doesn't take care of me. And like, my God, dude, return with all your soul to Christ in you. If that's happening to you, it's because God actually loves you so much that He's not letting you be deceived by an external false Jesus. Seriously. So that you can return with your soul to Jehovah Jireh, the Father in you. And what does the Bible say? He creates wealth. Don't you understand that all the wealth that's here on the earth was created through the inner man? You know, Einstein's, all of his understanding and all technology and all advancements that have actually produced a better quality of life from people has come from God. That it's on earth as it is in heaven. The floods of the glory coming out of people's inner man, out of their spirit, where the creative genius is. Every human being has a spirit. And from their spirit, God lives. And if your mind hooks into God inside your spirit, you get constant revelations about everything. You'll walk in omniscience. We have an unction from the Holy One and we know some things. No, the Bible says all things. What? You're telling me Christians can walk in an all-knowing anointing? Omniscience? Isn't that reserved from God? Well, God's in you. God's in you. 
It's not, yeah, it's not God out there. I wonder if I can have a prophetic gift and a word of knowledge and all this stuff. No, it's we have an unction or we have a spring. An unction is a spring. We have the springs of the waters of life of the Holy One and we know all things because our brain is tapped into Him in us and He's omniscient. We're getting to know who our Father is. <laughs> we're tapping our brains into God the Father's throne. We're, we're submitting to actual authority. You know, that's one of the main things is like they're rebellious. They don't submit to authority. They're too crazy. We don't know what's going on here. It's like the most submissive people to authority in the entire world are the sons of God because their whole brain is submitted to the Father in their inner man. I mean, it's like perfect submission, perfect authority. I mean, if you're not submitted to the river and the Father, what are you submitted to? A religious devil? A system of man? A, a government of man or a government of God? Are we a government of Babylon or are we a government of Zion? Are we a government of the kingdom of heaven in the New Jerusalem? Are we a government of angels? Are we a government of animals? Hey, are we a government of animals or angels? That's a good question. Because one's hell and one's heaven. And we've been submitting to the animal nature, haven't we? We've been submitting to our carnal minds and to our hands, the works of the flesh, the arm of flesh. We need to go into God the Father's glory, and we need to submit our hands and our heads to His hand. What is God's hand? The river of life. The river. The river is the hand of God. God has never done one work in the history of mankind apart from the river. In Genesis, a river ran through the garden and watered the earth. In Revelation, a river ran through the garden and watered the earth. It is the beginning and it is the end and it is everything that God has ever done in between for the last 6,019 years since Adam and Eve fell. Amen. It's all about the river. The river is the hand of God. And you can submit your brain to the river, but it's not just the river. You can float around the river, but it's a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God, the sevenfold river of life, the seven blazing torches of the Lion of Judah's power is a river of fire and lightning and glory. It is. It's a rainbow, too. The seven colors of the rainbow is the seven spirits of God. It's the Holy Spirit River, the glory river, the river of glory. The river of glory makes glad. So how you know if someone's in the river? Makes glad. The river of life heals. The river of life prospers. The river of life makes peace. So this is wild. A friend of mine's cat needs surgery. I was checking up on it. I didn't even realize his cat's name is Shiloh. At the moment that I looked at my friend's cat's name, Shiloh, I heard God say Shiloh, and as I'm listening to a sermon by Charlie Robinson on my headphones, Charlie started preaching on Shiloh. I, could, I was just like, oh, you know, whoa, signs and wonders. I was just so blown away. I couldn't believe it, man. Shiloh. What does Shiloh mean? The Prince of Peace. Now, this is the verse. Genesis 49, verse 10. The scepter or leadership shall not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until Shiloh, the Messiah, the peaceful one, comes to whom it belongs, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Obedience of the people to Shiloh, the peaceful one. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the sons of God. Obedience to the sons of God. Obedience to the peacemakers. Could you imagine if people were obedient to Red Letter Ministries? Oh my. It would be instant world peace worldwide. 
but instead they just weep and gnash their teeth and go crazy and murderous death threats and character assassination. That's because the sons of God are peacemakers. God the Father is saying to me, we're having a Shiloh. We're going to have messianic peace, the city of peace. Jerusalem means city of peace. Salem, city of peace. The new Jerusalem, new peace with a Shiloh, a tabernacle of David is what it is, where you have peace with all men. You have favor with all men. Jesus Christ, Luke chapter 2, grew in wisdom and in favor with God and in favor with all men. So he had peace. That's the Prince of Peace. Favor with all men. I know religious people come around, but they won't anymore because of Shiloh. God is making peace. Soon the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. We've been quoting that for 20 years, and it's never happened. It happens now. I, and this was so externally signs and wonders-ish with this whole Shiloh thing and how we got the name for today's broadcast. I'm telling you, this is God the Father doing it. We've been praying that prayer of Romans 16:20. Soon the God of peace will crush, crush Satan under your feet. He's doing it right now. That you will not be bothered. Your marriages are not supposed to be at each other's necks and crazy about money and finances and religion, strife. That, that's demonic. That's Satan. Satan is getting crushed out of your marriages, out of your families, out of your relationships, out of your businesses and the attacks on the, of your finances. This is something that is, we need to nail it, nail it because this is the number one attack of the religious witchcraft spirit is the attack on finances. Now they attack the givers and then they keep the ones that want to give from giving. And literally every day people say, well, God told me to partner with you and they never do. I mean, they've been doing that for 10 years. It's because of the witchcraft religious spirit. And we're taking it on worldwide. It's Jezebel. This is the Jezebelic realm of witchcraft and religion and the false prophet of the external realm that stops people from having financial breakthrough. Now, Charlie Robinson was saying today, that is the number one thing the enemy does. Not number two, not number three. Number one is attack finance. Judas Iscariot was Satan incarnate. Jesus says, one of you is the devil. He said he was the devil. And the only activity mentioned of Judas Iscariot in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is that he stole the money from Jesus. Satan is a thief and he only steals your money and he'll steal your health too, but he mainly, mainly steals your money. It's true. And people are like, well, money doesn't matter. Well, it does. It matters. It's your influence in society. It's your influence over the world. It's the inheritance of Jacob. It's how you we broadcast and have all this stuff and do all this stuff in the natural realm. You can't go into Walmart and just take food off the shelf. You have to give them money to eat, to do all this stuff. You have to pay for gas. Satan wants to deceive you in false humility that money is bad. Money's not bad. The love of money is bad. Satan is robbing your finances. That's the number one thing he does to, to the Christians. He will stop you from giving and he will stop you from receiving. Because if you can't give, you can't receive. Because given it shall be given to you. Good measure pressed down and overflowing. Jesus Christ said, as you give, it's given to you. And I, I've been experiencing this to different degrees for 20 years. In financial giving and sacrificial giving. And we give away thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands. We do. Very generous. People are blown away by how generous we are. I'm not boasting about myself. I'm just saying it's the nature of God the Father for God so loved the world that He gave. And I'm telling you, when you can break out of the stinginess of Satan, even giving out of your lack, and just open your heart and understand the Father is going to keep giving to you as you give to others. And it's finances first and foremost. Sometimes it's your time. Sometimes it's other stuff too, volunteering. But it's money. 
Satan only stole money from Jesus. It's true, he tried to steal his time, but he, Jesus wouldn't waste his time on it because he knew he was a devil. Why did Jesus let Satan steal money from him? Because he was only there a short time and he had so much money that hardly made a dent. Isn't that wild? Uh, that's true. The number one evidence that the religious witchcraft spirit of Jezebel is working in your souls is that you can't give. And if you can't give, it's because of witchcraft alone. And when you give, now I'm not talking about a greed spirit. I'm not talking about the love of money. I'm talking about a flow of wealth. One of the rivers in the book of Genesis, verse 2, verse 10, had gold in the river. It's the river Pisan. <laughs> and don't even try to pronounce it right, because in Hebrew it's completely different anyway. It's river Pishon. You know, the river Pisan. And so, but it had gold in the river. That's what the Bible says. And there were gemstones and it was gold in the river. There is wealth in the river. And you want the river of wealth and the river of prosperity. This is so important because this is the number one area of attack against Red Letter Ministries. It's the number one. It's not number two, number three. It's number one. It's against the finances of our givers. Less than 1% of our viewers give. Less than 1%. And, the, and when I talk about money, every single time, it's the least liked post I mean, almost nobody likes it. It's just crazy bondage, insane demon possession. This is the area of the most bondage in the Christian church worldwide. It's the realm of money because that's the religious devil's most pride and joy is money. And he doesn't want the, the men and women to have it. He doesn't want your inner man to know how to use it, to build economies, to disciple nations, to run cities, to, to use it to, for influence in media platforms, to take over Hollywood, to take over Los Angeles, to take over New York. You know, we're talking about billions of dollars in discipling nations. It will take billions and trillions of dollars. We've had an animal government doing it, but now we're going to have a government of God doing it. It's true. We've had a human flesh government doing it out of brain and hand. And, then, and you know, this is the best it's ever been in like thousands of years. But we've had a human government. Now we need a divine government. That happens when your inner man wakes up to God the Father in you and you start giving. You start giving and it builds up the kingdom glory company to be the government of God. We'll be our own economy to ourselves. And it, this, I tell you what, the central banks will go dry. And I tell you what, the nations will fold. This will happen. God will establish His messianic kingdom, and there won't be borders. But there won't be sin either, so you don't need to worry about all the raping and pillaging and the drugs and all the stuff that comes through the southern border. You won't have to worry about any of that. You won't have to worry about cartels and gangsters and mafias. You won't have to worry about sin and crime and demons and infirmity. In Christ's messianic kingdom that's coming out of your bellies by birthing the river of life, which is the hand of God the Father on earth, everyone's needs will be met. Everyone's needs are met. And there will be more than enough for all 8 billion people. We're not even close to being overpopulated. You could fit every single person in Texas and give them an acre, an acre of land. True story. People are overpopulated. Pfft. You could fit 7 billion people in the state of Texas and give each one an acre of land. Tell me we're overpopulated again. Dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. God the Father has billions and innumerable angels and all their needs are met. We just don't have faith that He can do it through the natural dimension. We just think He does it up in the ether. 
with his angels because they don't really need real money. They don't have real needs. They don't have gas bills, phone bills, electric bills. They're just up there floating around in space. They don't really care about us down here. Well, I tell you what. You get your mind renewed to God the Father living in your inner man, he'll blow your mind in his ability to create wealth that you have more than enough to meet every need around you. Let us be an economy of the kingdom of heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. Let our inner man be energized with the Father's mind and the Father's hand. The Father's mind and the Father's hand is the river of life coming out of our innermost being and flooding our personalities so our minds are renewed to His ability and our minds are completely circumcised from our own thought life and our own ability of the flesh. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, donate to Redletter Ministries, redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.